welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss the shoujo romances of the season, why Garliana ended up at the Duke's Mansion, my love story with Yamada-kun at level 999, and Skip and Lufer. Usually we don't get so many good uh, romances more aimed towards women. Yeah, I feel like we've got quite a few, even more than the ones that we've listed here. Yeah, and the the ones we have this week, I, I'm enjoying all of them. All of them, like unequivocally you are enjoying them. Yeah. I think some of the others that I'm watching that would be considered romances as well, I'm not sure if you're watching them, are um, Insomniacs After School. Oh yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, you could maybe consider the witch for Mercury. Not really, but like we all have our ships, right? Uh, we all have the same ship, I think. But yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget Birdie Wing, which I guess there could be ships there as well. Maybe just the one ship like you were saying before. Yes, Birdie Wing is certainly counts as a romance. Yeah, actually, it's basically a K-drama. I, I remember I had that realization not that long ago when I was like, all of this, ooh, the real parent, ooh, they may, might be siblings. Wait, they're not siblings. Ugh, it's been great. And then we also have uh, Tony Kaku Kawaii. Uh, I don't know if I'm watching that one. That's all you, I think. Oh, well, it's by the Hayate no Gotoku author. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably got some fun romance. Yeah, it, but it, it's less ridiculous and more... Like, they're already married and they live together. Okay. But they're too embarrassed to hold hands. It's very, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> That's very weird since they're married, but okay. Oh, and the other one, which we're not doing, which is a shoujo one, is uh, Sacrificial Princess and the King of Beasts. Did you oh. watch that or even the first episode? No. Is that new this season or is that a holdover from last it's season? It's new this season, but the oh. first episode came out a bit late, so we didn't oh. talk about it in our season impressions. Okay, maybe that's why I missed it. I'll have to go and check it if you think I'll like it. I think you would, yeah. It's basically, it's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast type setup where Ooh. there's a guy who's a beast and a cute little girl who everyone thinks he shouldn't marry because he's the king of the beasts and she's a ah. human. And uh, it's very cute because she, she's like, they're both kind of uh, very troubled people. Like the king is secretly half human, but can't let it be known. And then the girl, she used to be a slave and, or no, no, no. She, she was the human sacrifice to the beast king. So they're both kind of like unwanted people in some ways. And then they deal with all this court drama and everyone hates this human girl. So I've really enjoyed it. Okay, sounds cool. I'll, I'll take a look. Just one more that we mentioned is uh, The Dangers in My Heart. The one with uh, Yamada, with the, the boy who seemed really creepy in the first episode who fantasized about murdering her. Oh, that's right. Again, I, I remember you mentioning this, but I hadn't actually gone over and tried it. Yeah. So lots of good romances. Right. Anyway, now should we move on to our main topics for today? Yeah, so starting with why Rayliana ended up at the Duke's Mansion. I'm only about four episodes into this one, but it's probably already halfway through since this is only going to be 12 episodes this season. I think there's only five episodes out. 
Okay, so I'm not that far behind. Nah. Yeah, but this one, I think I've read what it's based on, and it's, is it a Korean thing? The manga? Because I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a manga, right? It's a manga? Okay. Yeah, well, I, I read this one, and it's it's very cute. Um, there's like a whole genre, if you didn't know, the kind of the shoujo isekai. And usually they're better than the, the male ones. Yeah, I've noticed that trend too. Like, there's a lot of isekai now, right? Like, that's a yeah. an old joke. It's been around for a long time. But I feel like there's always, like, a slew of pretty bad isekai, which gave it a bad reputation. But oddly enough, like, these ones that have female leads tend to actually be pretty decent. And that includes this one as well. Yeah, so it's... I feel like they're, they're more emotional than the male ones. The male ones, they all, like, have the ideal ideal romance for the male isekai is having a slave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, but in, in these female ones, the ideal romance is like some bad boy who actually has the heart of gold. <laughs> and that that's this one. Yeah, I think so. And it's interesting because this particular work, there's not much information about it and in the, in the original creator because this looks like from what I've been able to find to be Yumicha is the uh, mangaka. This looks to be their only work that's listed that I've seen. And then even the studio itself, uh, Typhoon Graphics, there don't seem to be that many things, titles underneath their belt. They look like they started around 2017. And like everything that I've seen noted that I've actually tried, I dropped. <laughs> like uh, Noblesse was like the most recent one on their uh, list there that I think you watched. No, I I did not watch Noblesse. Oh, but you dropped it, right? You tried yeah, it. Yeah, I tried it. It was terrible. So I'm kind of like surprised that they have this title and that it's actually decent just because of, you know, the record that I have with their other works. Okay, it was great. It is South Korean. It's not Japanese. Apparently, oh, okay. it's actually based on a novel. Uh, but what I've read is the webtoon. Like a novel or a light novel? It says novel, but... Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Web, web novel. Web, web novel. novel. Yeah. I see. Even Which is what you saw. Than, no, I, I saw the webtoon. Webtoon? So there were like drawings. Yeah. Instead of like just yeah. text. Yeah. These okay. Korean webtoons, they're pretty good. They Are they? Yeah. They, they're different from manga. The manga is like designed for a book, but these ones are designed right. for a website. Oh, like just scrolling. Yeah, and you just scroll down it. and they're, they're in color usually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, wait, that makes sense. Yeah, but this one's quite enjoyable. So you enjoyed the webtoon, and you're enjoying the anime. Yeah. And how do you feel about the anime? It's not bad. I like it, generally, across the board. I am still like undecided on the plot, because there seems to be a lot of word babble about what's the like mysterious, the seal or whatever, that she like keeps hinting towards knowing where it is. And that's the whole like reason why this guy is even dating to give any sort of attention towards her. <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah. that's all about. Whatever. I think it's like <laughs> he's supposed to protect the king's seal, but it gets stolen. And she yeah, like why are they trusting him with it? What I don't really get it. And he's not even like the eldest son in his family, I think. Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> There's the girl who in the novel, the source novel, which let's not forget this is an isekai and this character, like she was in our world before she was killed. She looked like she was killed. Right. And she's reborn here as a character that's supposed to die at the hand of her fiance. That's supposed to be like the driving plot line of this. That's how like the intended main character main girl character is supposed to like meet this duke who is the lead 
And they're supposed to like fall in love and figuring out who killed Ray Liana. Oh, we haven't really? gone to that was, point yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I read a little bit about it. I read a little bit about it. And I don't think we've met Beatrice yet, right? That's supposed to be her best friend. And that's the one who's supposed to be the main character and fall in love with this Duke. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they're going to actually go through with that because we're already like halfway through, almost halfway through, and we still haven't met her. But maybe that'll like create some sort of climax later on in the second half. I assume they will. Probably, I forget from the mind. There, there's too many of these, which are all similar. Like usually, yeah. usually like she's the villainess and then the the heroine is glad that she's dead. Yeah, I guess like this is not different. that. <laughs> yeah, she's not a villainess, right? She's just this innocent friend who is murdered off, like sort of unceremoniously by her fiance. And then her best friend is supposed to like work together with the Duke to be like, who killed her? But since that hasn't been brought up yet, I don't know if that's gonna like be a later plot point, or if they're gonna go a different way, because I'm not quite sure where we're headed right now, other than her and the Duke putting on this fake uh, relationship, right? Right, right. Yeah, I really like the the main female character. Uh, yeah, she's like why? Such a plotter. I guess she's just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she's good at plotting. I guess aren't they always good at plotting in these stories? Most of the time, yeah. I think that's what I like about them the most, actually. Is that these are heroines with agency, right? Yeah, plotters. Yeah, you like the plotters. <laughs> yeah, in the the male isekai, they just like to punch things. Well, what do you feel about the Duke in this story? The Duke? Um, yeah, Noah Winnight? Wine Knight? Yeah. So far I think he, he he's pretty entertaining. Yeah? The I, I do like the the Shoujo uh, love lead where they have like how do you say you're you're never sure what they're thinking. If they're gonna kiss mm-hmm. her or murder her. Could go either yeah. way. Yeah. We're still th- there right now, right? Exactly. Yeah, it makes it very, lots of excitement in the story. Yeah, I think he's intrigued by her, but he's not quite there yet in terms of romance, I think. No, no. I don't, I don't think she is either. No. I mean, it's going to happen. It has to happen, right? Yeah, of course. But... Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like the ending. They realize they like each other and it won't happen until like the last episode. So we'll just not get true satisfaction. Yeah, they they have already hinted at there. They they have yeah. all the blushes and stuff. True. <laughs> okay. Did you have any other last thoughts about this anime? No, just looking forward to the rest. Love all Me the, too. the backstabbing and uh, <laughs> drama. You would. Of course, you know me. Okay, next one is my love story with Yamada-kun at level nine hundred ninety nine. This is such a weird title, just because like who the hell is at level nine nine nine? Yeah, and who who writes it like LV nine nine nine? I don't like maybe that's like how it's listed in the game. Probably, yeah. We've moved beyond the like nineteen eighty video game character lines, right. but yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, this one is not really about the video games anyway. No, well, it is and it isn't. Right, kind of like. This is also sourced from a manga. It's also only single core. We're going to have 13 episodes this time around. And this one, again, has, well, would you consider her the main character? Yeah. Most of the time we see things from her point of view, although sometimes we see it from his. But she's the she, more she's common one. She's the main character, yeah. Yeah. And from what we've seen so far, it's like very fluffy, very shoujo looking. Although I have a question mark there because almost everyone is actually an adult. Most of them. 
Yeah, yeah. Lots of great comedy. And yeah, this is centered on people who meet through a game, like a, a fantasy MMO called Forest of Savior with a guild called Chocolate Rabbit, which is too freaking cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a very cute game. And they emphasize a lot that it's a very casual game. Yeah, because Yamada, one of her guildmates and like a professional FPS gamer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he um, this is the game that he plays to unwind, right? There, there's a lot of red flags with this guy. <laughs> Wait, why? Let's, let's talk about him. Professional why? FPS gamer. <laughs> that's the first. That's one. a true thing. Hey, that's a real thing. And a giant red flag, in my opinion. Why is that a giant red flag? Are you belittling pro gamers? I, I am belittling pro gamers. Well, okay. I disagree with you strongly on that because some people actually do have quite successful careers there. But like, keep in mind that he's still in high school. It's not like he dropped out of school to pursue this career. That's it's true. something that he does in addition to also being a student. That's true. But that leads to the, the bigger red flag. <laughs> this is the red flag I'm going to agree with you. Yes. Are you also wondering about this odd relationship between a college student and a high school student? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that bothered me. Like the instant they mentioned his age and like why he wasn't really drinking with her at the bar. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Are we supposed to ship these two together? Because this seems wrong. But yeah, but also like, I, I don't know how old they actually are. Because right? like if he's a senior and she's a freshman, then eh, whatever. Well, what's the what's the legal age of consent in Japan? I have no idea. I have no idea either. Like, okay, let's imagine, like you're saying, maybe he's a senior and maybe she's like fresh out of college and they're only like a few years apart. Okay. But it's still a little cringe because like he's at an age. College? No, she's I'm pretty sure she's in college. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. It's still kinda cringe, Draggle. I I agree, I agree. I mean, what is she gonna do? Is she I mean if this this was the America, is she gonna like go to his high school prom? Come on. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. If, if, like, if she's 19 and he's 18, then... Yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah, true. Once you get out of those years, once you're, like, out of college or, like, into the adult world, age doesn't really seem to matter that much anymore, right? Especially, like, an age gap like that. Yeah. But if she's, like, 22 and he's, like, in high school, then... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they've ever clearly stated their ages, but I would have preferred, honestly, if they had made her actually freshly graduated out of college already, like already in the workforce, maybe in her 20s, early 20s, and him still in college, then I might be okay with it. Okay. Yeah, that would be fine. I could just like shift it a handful of years as opposed to him still being in high school and pretty impressionable. Yeah, the story doesn't really seem to need him to be in high school at all. No, I don't see what the, the point is of him being that young. No, I'm reading this very round manga at the moment where there's a 27-year-old with a high school student, by the way. Oh my god, no. (laughs) That is obviously a no. Yeah, it's supposed to be a no, but... Okay, so they make it clear in that that it's not good, right? Yes, yes. Good, that's good. (laughs) Anyways, back to Yamada-kun. I do think the characters are pretty interesting, just I really like her character. What about you? Yeah, she's she's pretty fun. I like how she's kind of getting into this video game. Yeah, it's not really her normal thing. No, she was brought into it by an ex-boyfriend, right? Like he's the one that convinced her to play. Uh, Yeah, I liked the whole ex-boyfriend subplot as well. 
Me too. Like, it wasn't overly dramatic. It wasn't too unrealistic. It seemed actually quite realistic based on my own experience. Yeah, exactly. Like, she just reminds me a lot of myself as an early gamer, too. So it's, like, super mm. cute to see her improving and, like, getting the help of her guildmates and then, like, meeting them offline. Yeah, I think her, it's been really her well build done. is pretty cute, too. <laughs> yeah, and I also love that they do a good job with, like, displaying how different everyone is from one another, which is common, you know, in these online groups. Like, people right. can be way different ages and have different focuses in life. I mean, one of them is an old man who farms strawberries. <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. I do, too. <laughs> I, I really like the episode where uh, she met the stalker. Well, is he a stalker? He's not really. Well, oh, the stalker, really stalker of the guild leader. No, he is a stalker of the guild leader, not of her. Is he? I don't know. He was definitely creepy, but yeah. Yeah, because he like kept thinking that she was... Uh... Didn't didn't he yeah, think that she, she was someone she else? Yeah, she was the guild leader. Yeah, because the sister like messaged from his... Like, that's horrible, actually. <laughs> Message through her brother's account. And so this, like, dude who's a huge fan. Yeah, that's actually... Ugh. Yeah. But, but it was, was a good, good arc. Episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And I like that, like, the stalker dude, he just wanted to help her. Like, he was he was concerned about how yeah. she was feeling and her health. And he was trying, but in the most horrible, socially backward way <laughs> to help her. Like, he really meant well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I even like that guy as a character. Yeah, I was like, the poor fool, like, does not know that this is not a good idea. Someone please teach him. Yeah. And I also really liked the revelation when she realizes who the guild leader really is. You know how she, like, keeps mistaking the little sister as the guild leader? Right. <laughs> because that's, like, who he based his character art off of. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually had a thought that maybe he would be like a triangle. But from what I've seen so far, that's not the case. I thought there was going to be like this awkward love triangle between Akane, Yamada, and yeah, and Sasaki, because like she's pretty good friends with the guild leader, right? And then when she finds out that he's a guy, and he's actually a really good looking guy, I was like thinking, oh, are we going to go this route where it's like the friend is going to become sort of the, this is going to be the foil to their relationship. And also a good tool for like, awkward misunderstandings between them but that hasn't happened no she quickly found out he was a siscon <laughs> and that he doesn't seem to have any interest in her like that from everything we've seen and he seems to like be pushing her towards yamada actually oh uh, yeah he's totally trying to set them up <laughs> yeah so i'm a big fan of all of these characters just not the age differences what, what about the little sister little sister i think was also a cute addition i liked how they wrote her in I know she's written annoying, right? And jealous and possessive. But I mean, she's a little girl. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I actually quite like her too. Yeah, she grew on me very quickly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen seen some kids like this. Yeah, I, I like all the drama she, she adds to the mix. Yeah, but it also it wasn't like unrealistic drama, right? I believe that this is something that a girl her age might do. Totally. Little girls are crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so really looking forward to the rest of this. Yeah. Oh, I had another note that I forgot. When you brought up earlier, you know how you mentioned Beauty and the Beast, the other anime? Mm -hmm. Not that it has anything to do with the story here, but did you know that the director, who is Morio Asuka, is the director of quite a few other notable shoujos, like Chihaya Furu, the Cardcaptor Sakura Clear Card sequel, remake, whatever you want to call that? Mm. 
Nana even, and also notably My Love Story, which I think is sort of like a modern Beauty and the Beast. What was My Love Story? I don't remember. My Love Story had like the really cute girly girl and then the really big kind of ugly guy. Oh, and there was that episode where like they got caught in the storm outside. I'm trying to remember. I just, I just know that they like hook up, not hook up like sexually or anything, but they like become a, a thing. Like become a couple fairly yeah. early on. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and the romance was like super adorable. It was really well written. Right. So I can see how that translates here. Like I feel like the chemistry, the like interactions work really well here, just like it did in those other shows. They do, yeah. Some great uh, side characters. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about the actual romance? I feel like I'm not entirely sold on it yet. Oh, I'm I'm starting to believe it. Okay. At the start, yeah. I believe that like Yamada really had zero interest. He just seems extremely stoic and removed from any idea of romance, right? Or interest right. outside of his own his own interests, right? Right. But I do believe that she is growing on him and he's starting to feel attached and that he likes her more than like the apathy that he had at the start of the show. Like, I think he's starting to really think of her as a friend and starting to be attracted to her. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's an extremely slow burn and I will find it pretty believable at the end if he, like, he ends up falling for her in some way. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I hope for it. <laughs> the high school, college romance. No. <laughs> Erase that. Okay. Are you ready to move on to possibly my favorite show of the season? Yeah. It's my favorite too, actually. At least out yes. of these three. Out of these, and the, like basically this whole genre. Yeah. Uh, Skip and Loafer is what we're talking about. So good. It's so good. This is also a manga. This is also only single core. So we're just going to have 12 episodes. We're already halfway through. No. I know. That makes me so sad to say. And this takes place in high school where they're all high school characters and it's romance and comedy and it's like a beautiful blend of both. Everything is just like a good balance between funny and drama and yeah, I like it. Is it really funny? I didn't, I didn't think it was that funny. Well, it's like realistically funny because like these, these situations that they end up in, like I can't help but like laugh. <laughs> like the shit that she says, the things right. that they do. Yeah, that's true. She she is quite a goofball. Yeah, it's not like slapstick comedy, oh, let me tell you a joke. Like it's shit that they actually get themselves into. And right. she's so ridiculous. Okay. Like her realizing that she might be in love and her reaction to her friend saying that she's in love. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard at that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I also really like how the show looks because it's a PA work show, but it doesn't really look like many of the other PA work shows that are better known, you know? It's just a really like nice art style and consistent looking throughout all of these episodes so far. Yeah, it is quite pretty. It's more of a, uh, how do you say it? Like a diluted kind of look. Yeah, it reminds me, after I like went over the staff and I saw that the director was Kotomi Dei, he also directed Natsume's Book of Friends. And that yeah. art style, I thought, looked f- similar. Yep, yep, I can see it. Yeah. But it is really pretty. I think my favorite part is just um, the characters. Mm-hmm. They feel like they could be actual people. Yeah. And there's a lot of... They're all different from each other. You can, all t- you can tell all of their personalities. Hands down, 
Like, I think the chemistry between the characters, their dialogue, their interactions, they're what make this show so successful. Yeah. Like, I have not been bored a single time. And, like, I know it's in high school, and that's a pretty common setting, right? Like, we've seen that done a million times. We've seen students in classrooms like this before. But somehow, it's not boring or tired at all, just because I'm so into like them speaking with one another and like the feelings that the main character meets me goes through. And, you know, we talked about the show being pretty, but something I really like is that she like she's the main character, right? She's not your stereotypical pretty girl. Although to be fair, that itself is stereotypical for Shoujo. (laughs) Yeah, you mean like the main character not to not be like the prettiest girl. But like, even here, like, I feel like in other shows when they're, like, not the usual pretty girl, they still are drawn in a pretty attractive way. Yeah, that's I true. feel like the drawing of this character is, like, intentionally trying to, like, make her very plain looking. Yeah, she's probably the plainest looking one in the show. Yeah. Definitely that, that bad girl is, is way better looking. Yeah, well, and, like, the friends that she makes, like, the blonde girl... Like, she's right. supposed to be the beauty, the natural beauty of the classroom, right? As opposed to the the mean girl that you mentioned, who obviously works very hard to look as good as she does. Right. Yeah. They, um, it, it's really nice. Just, you see them interact with each other, and it, it feels like it just comes off very naturally. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, planning to have drama or whatever. No. And it's not even, like, the nice relationships, right? Like, there are some uncomfortable situations between, say, her and that mean girl that you mentioned. Right. And between her and the boy love interest. Yeah. Like, I think that was a more recent episode, right? Where they have a misunderstanding and then they, like, avoid one another. (laughs) Great. And then they make up. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all of that felt very natural. Yeah. And, like, it endeared me more to them, like, how much they struggled to communicate, but then they actually did communicate, which I feel like in other shows, <laughs> it would be blown into this massive like, misunderstanding with no communication, right? Right. And it's a very believable uh, relationship, too. Yeah. Like, it's it's not the stereotypical shoujo romance by any means. Right. I mean, we called this shoujo, which it certainly hits that mark. We called it a romance. Now, do you consider this a romance? I think so. Well, I think it's getting there. Yeah, I think so too. Like, it doesn't feel that way at the start, although it's obvious that they like each other as friends. Great. They're interested in one another in a way that, like that mean girl you mentioned before, her name's uh, Mika. Like, she notices that he isn't really interested in friendships with other people in the same way that he is with Mitsumi, right? But I think now that they're getting to know each other even more and wanting to spend time around each other more and more that it is leaning more towards the romance side of things. Although I don't think it'll ever like fully encompass the show. No, I mean, the show is already halfway over. So yeah, but yeah, the um, I mean, I've, I've watched enough anime to know it's going to be a romance. But it, even if it wasn't, I would still have enjoyed it. Me too. Like, I'm not going to be too disappointed if they kind of leave us hanging at the end just because I've enjoyed the journey so much. I really like uh, the boy as well because he's not the the typical uh, love interest. He he's very good looking, but um, he's like not very ambitious. He's not the best at anything, and the things he is the best at, he doesn't want to do them. His acting. Yeah, that was another thing that was really interesting about his character, right? That he was a famous child actor. Right. And then, due to circumstances that we don't really know about, 
I don't think. We don't know why he stopped, right? No, not yet. But he uh, doesn't want to do do it anymore. He just doesn't want to be involved at all. And he doesn't want people to know about that history of him. He doesn't want to, like, join the drama club, even though they're, like, chasing him. <laughs> and she has a very distinctive background as well with her, her dream to be a civil servant. That actually really impressed me. Yeah. You know, as silly as her class introduction was, <laughs> which I thought was great. Like, I really liked how she pointed out that she comes from a small town that's like shrinking, which is, seems to be a common issue in Japan. And how rather than staying there and like fighting to revitalize the town locally, right, which is something we've seen in, um, was it Sakura Quest? Yeah, all the other PA works anime. <laughs> Basically, yeah. She's going more towards the like source of the issue, right? She's going to the main city and she wants to see if it's something that she can fix from the inside, right? To help all of them, not right. just her own little town. Most ambitious PA works main character yet. Yeah. No, I'm impressed. Come on. I know they're like lofty goals, but I believe that she could maybe do it. Yeah. She'll achieve her dream and fall in love at the same time. Possibly have a house husband. <laughs> yes. He could he would be a good house husband. I think so too. <laughs> I really like the the mean girl as well. She's yeah, she's interesting because she reminds me of so many girls I knew growing up. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not a bad thing. What I mean is, like, there's always these girls, and this is, I'm sh- sure, true with everyone else, is that they try so hard to fit in, right? Girls mm-hmm. or guys. And she's, like, the example of a girl who, like, does everything she can to make herself popular, her looks, her personality, and then it kind of makes you wonder, like, who is she really? Right. And I don't think we're, th- we're quite there yet where she's fully opened up to show who she is. She's definitely headed in that direction. She is headed that direction, yeah. Another character that I found really interesting is uh, Now. Do you remember Now? Probably, but I don't remember anyone's name. Now-chan is Mitsumi's, like, guardian in Tokyo. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Right? So how there's the sort of awkwardness that um, Mitsumi has because she's not sure how to refer to Now. Like, she says Now-chan, and then she corrects it to my aunt or something like that, right? And then I think there was questions about like her gender. And I think that they do a good job with sort of referring to this question, right? Without like outright focusing on it and not making a big deal out of it. You know, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it was a very short, it's, it's been brought up a couple of times, actually. Um, and both times, like she kind of stumbles across it or she like thinks about it and then she just moves past it. <laughs> okay. I think I just moved past it, too. (laughs) Right. And I I don't mind that. And I'm not sure if they're going to make it a bigger issue later on, since they brought it up a couple of times. Maybe they're warming us up to it. I don't know. But yeah, I I do think it's interesting that they've intentionally like brought this up. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. uh, Mika will put her foot in her mouth and start a big fight. Maybe. (laughs) But wouldn't it be unlike her? Yes. Or maybe, uh, what's his name? will uh, introduce himself to his mother-in-law or aunt-in-law. Aunt-in-law? I'm not even sure if they're truly related or what the thing is there, but yes. Yeah, I guess we'll find out soon. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or under individual accounts at Draggle underscore Coon and at Anime BMB. Listen to me us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.